You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Ekblad, six foot four. He's a monster. Yossi sets things up. Forsberg elects not to shoot. Gets it back a second time. Flins it. Flicks it. Rebound. Score! Ryan Johansson on the power play. And for the first time tonight, the Predators have the lead. This is BetQL Daily from BetQL. Joe Ostrowski with Cody Decker. Cody sitting in for Joe Giglio and Aaron Hawksworth. Thanks for hanging out here on BetQL Daily. And let's talk some puck. We bring in our buddy Alex B. Smith. He's all over the place. He co-hosts the Ice Guys. He's a sports handicapper at Against the Number. And you can follow him on Twitter at AXSmithSports. Alex, how you doing, my man? I know um, you're, you're excited about hockey, but you're probably really annoyed that your White Sox have this championship window and you don't know when the hell they're going to actually start playing some baseball. <laughs> Definitely. It feels like it's uh, 1994 all over again, potentially. So uh, hopefully they get things resolved. We'd love to see them uh, get back into, you know, defending their championship with the AL Central Division. Uh, what is the most fascinating storyline going on in uh, the NHL right now? Well, I mean, there's a couple of them right now. I think the most interesting one is, is in the Pacific Division. Uh, you look at, you know, who's at the top right now? The Calgary Flames. They brought in Daryl Sutter to kind of change things around. Now, you, all of a sudden, you know, they've got 30 wins on the year, 66 points. They lead that division. They're four points ahead of the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers, a team that everybody kind of always just feels they're going to be the favorites in that division with Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. They struggled for a while, and now they're back in that playoff race. Then you got the LA Kings, a uh, team that seemed to be maybe two or three years away, made some you know great draft picks, has a, a good young core. They seem to be ready to play right now. They're actually uh, you know a team that's in hunt for the wild card in the West. So I think that's the most interesting storyline. If you look on the flip side in the East, looking at teams like Florida and Carolina, kind of continuing their dominant run. We saw, of course, with the, the uh, shakeup last year, they were division mates in the central division now they're leading their respective uh regular divisions in the atlantic and metropolitan so we got a lot of races right now a lot of close battles it's a great time of year uh to follow hockey you know we got everything condensed now too with of course the schedule being uh, a lot of games being made up this month and now going back into that regular schedule it's gonna be a crush of games between now and the end of april it's gonna be a lot of fun to watch you know, you mentioned the L.A. Kings just now. Um, the team right behind them in their division is the Ducks. Do you think the Ducks are going to be – honestly, do you think the Ducks are a stronger team than the Kings and they've just been underplaying? I do. I do think they are a stronger team. They, they have uh, a, you know more weaponry offensively. 
Uh, Troy Terry is just a fun player to watch. So is Trevor Zegras. We saw him, you know, the, some of the trick plays that, that he's been able to, to kind of pull off in games. These are two guys that are going to be a, a staple in Anaheim for years to come. Ryan Getzlaff, who had been the longtime staple, and still there. You know, he's kind of, you know, taking that backseat role, being kind of the the, the, the elder statesman in the locker room. So Anaheim is in great shape moving forward to, to be a team, that, you know, try to get back to some of that glory we saw, you know, years ago. Uh, with this Ducks team, they've got a great goalie in John Gibson. When he's healthy, that's the thing. He's been kind of overworked the last few years. That might be the one caveat that could slow them down. But they have a, a better offense than the, than the Kings. And honestly, if everyone's healthy, they have better goaltending too. So like said, they're right in that mix in the Pacific. Uh, Alex, there are a lot of people that are uh, swooping in on other sports right now. That, now that the football season's come to a close, uh, a little post-Super Bowl, maybe they took a break and now they're figuring out all right, do I want to jump into the NBA, college hoops, or NHL? Uh, from a betting perspective, what has caught your eye the most uh, so far this season? You know, this year it's been, a, for me personally, it's been a lot of live wagering. Then it's been a lot of wagering with the three-way line, and that's widely available nowadays. With, you couldn't find that maybe a few, a few years ago, but you, know, you look for, for you know teams to either – win within 60 minutes or if the game is going to go into overtime. And like I said, because you've got a lot of teams that are really close in the standings, uh, you know, they need that those points in the, in the standings. So you see a lot of three-point games. I mean, the game goes overtime, you know, winning team gets two points, the loser gets one. You're going to start to see a lot of these teams, if, if you got a game that's tied 2-2 two to two or 3-3 three to three in the last five minutes of the third period, they're not going to really risk it and, and try to, to, you know, uh, make a mistake and end up losing that game in regulation and coming away with zero points. They're going to probably slow things down. You're going to see that game going to overtime, and they'll you know figure out who gets the win there, be it overtime or the shootout. So that's something I've cashed a lot. The regulation draw, you can see uh, prices anywhere between plus 280 up to plus 350. And there's a lot of teams. There's a, actually a matchup tonight that I really like to go into overtime. Uh, that's something that I've been cashing with quite a bit this year. You know, uh, who's been the biggest disappointment this season? Like, there's there's some teams that have really underperformed. I mean, you met Chicago. I mean, the Blackhawks. Is that a team that just needs to blow it up and start all over again? They It's, just, it's an organization that doesn't avoid controversy and clearly can't win either. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, everything seemed to be, you know, moving high at the beginning of the year for the Hawks. Getting Marc-Andre Fleury for literally nothing uh, seemed like that was going to be a great move. Seth Jones with a long-term deal. And, you know, we were thinking, okay, Jonathan Taves is going to come back. Could he be fully healthy? But obviously he's had his issues with concussions and other things. It seems like it might actually be his last year, potentially. That's, that's just my, my gut feeling with that. So the Hawks, yeah, they're going to have to finally, you know, the, the dynasty's long since gone, and they're going to have to kind of blow things up. But uh, the Montreal Canadiens, I think, are an extreme disappointment as well. I mean, this team had just made the Stanley Cup final, and all of a sudden, yes, okay, they're out without Shea Weber, they're without Carey Price. But to see them fall and be literally, you know, one of the worst teams, the worst team in the NHL right now with only 11 wins, uh, I did not see that coming at all. I thought they were going to be a, a, a much tougher club this year. They just don't have it. And, of course, the coaching changes, they're back and forth. Martin St. Louis got them playing a little, a little bit more energy and effort these last two or three games. But we'll see how, how that lasts moving forward. Uh, talking some hockey with Alex B. Smith, BetQL Daily, Joe Ostrowski, and Cody Decker with you. Uh, Cody, I mean, I mean, Alex, you hear all sorts of things once you get to the postseason, like puck luck and anybody can win it. Do you buy into that? Like when talking about college hoops, we talk about how deep is the list, the list of teams that can actually win the cup at the very end. So how deep is it and which teams presently uh, – 
pre, uh, ha- hold the most value in the futures market? I mean, yeah, no, I, I, I totally do believe in that. You look a few years ago, look at the St. Louis Blue. They were a team that January 2nd uh, of 2017, they were in last place. They turn around and, and win a Stanley Cup based off of a coaching change and a hot goalie. And sometimes those are the things you need. If you, you've got the right coaching, you've got some depth you know, scoring in, the, in, the, in your lineup, and you've got a hot goaltender, you can definitely make a run. A team like, a, like the Minnesota Wilds, for example, uh, their depth is getting stronger as they go along. Goaltending is a little bit shaky right now. Cam Talbot did not have his best game last night. They lost 4-3 uh, to the Ottawa Senators. But they're a team that, if they can solidify the play in net, if either Talbot gets better or they make a move, they could make some noise because everybody in that central division is thinking, oh, it's the Colorado Avalanche's division to lose. But you got teams like Minnesota and Nashville uh, that could really kind of make some noise. So any team that gets hot uh, at the right time, yeah, that's really what it's all about. You know, you start talking about these seven-game series. All you need is a couple of guys to get hot scoring wise and a good goaltender to keep you along. Alex, I got a I got a pure gambling question for you, and I'm gonna preface it with this: when I you know when I tell people to gamble on baseball, there are certain props that I'm really into. And you talked about live gambling during the game and things to look out for. For me, in baseball, it's K props. K props are like the easiest thing in the world for me. What is it in hockey for you that you just the prop that you just love to hit on. What's the thing? What's the best advice you can give somebody to look for props in hockey? Well, as far as a game prop goes, one of the, the biggest things I've, I've been a proponent of is the first period over. Uh, but that's something that obviously has taken off with a, a mind of its own. And the numbers, it's hard to find value. You have to really kind of comb through. But, but just the, the, the average player, I would say looking at, at any time goal props and shots on goal props, you can get over-unders, usually find two-and-a-half, three-and-a-half. And these are numbers you can kind of just easily research. You go on like a you know, hockey reference and see if a guy's you know, averaging four shots on goal or, or averaging a goal per game or you know, how he plays against a certain team. And you could pick off and find some really good numbers, especially if these anytime goal props. You'll see plus 250, plus 300 on, on a given night. All you need is for him to get one at, at any point in the contest, and you catch that ticket. So those are the, probably the best player props that I've seen, and, and I've dabbled in them a bit more uh, as time goes, goes on. Very good. Well, what are you betting tonight? Uh, sides, totals, player props? Where are we going? Well, I mentioned the, the regulation of the three-way line. I really like Winnipeg and Dallas tonight. The two division rivals, two teams trying to you know get that one of those last two wild card spots in the Western Conference. And I like that game to go into overtime. They've had three straight meetings go into overtime. Four of the last six between the two have gone to overtime or a shootout. You can get that at plus three twenty-five. If you shop around. These are two teams that kind of play you know, tighter hockey uh, naturally. Dallas has had a, a bit of an offensive spurt of late. But playing at home where they're a much better home team than the road team, and they also have Nashville on deck, another division rival. So it just has that kind of feel whenever you see these two teams play that they, you know, they, they get a little more physical. You don't see as much open ice action. I like that game to go to overtime plus 325. Absolutely love it. Hey, what's, what's the one team that you think is going to surprise people going forward? Is there anybody out there that no one's really talking about that people should pay attention to? It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, like I mentioned, the Minnesota Wild. I mean, right now they're sitting third in, in the Central Division. They are definitely a team, especially if they, that it's important that they try to at least get home ice advantage in, in the first round, if not further, because they're a team like, just like Dallas. They play much better at home than they do on the road. They're a team that, that I think a lot of people have kind of been overlooking of, of late because uh, we've seen them when they get in the playoffs, they've kind of collapsed within the first or second round. They definitely have enough talent, enough offense to make some noise. Like I said, the goaltending needs to get a little bit better, but they have the offense to definitely uh, make some noise and maybe pull an upset off or two moving forward in the, in the Western Conference. Alex, you know it has been an amazing uh, this season? I don't know if it's like this every year, but the awards markets and how they've moved. I, like one day I'll, I'll start to hear some of my hockey buddies talk about, oh, you look at this guy to win Ross or look at look at this guy to win this award and you'll see him at 75 to one. And then you check back the next day and it's 30 to one. Like that's been happening all season. Have you noticed the same stuff? Yeah, absolutely. And I know one of the, the biggest moves and I was able to kind of jump on it before uh, I got haywire, but was Alex Ovechkin. I have him, uh, you know, tickets on him to win the Rocket Richard trophy for most goals and uh, the Hart trophy for MVP. It's just incredible. At 36 years old, the, the tear that he was on at the beginning, he's cooled off a little bit, but the tear that he had been on for, for most of this year was is just unbelievable. 62 points on the season, 31 goals. Uh, you know, obviously everybody's you know looking at him. You know, with these next few years, can he catch up and 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 break Wayne Gretzky's record for most goals in history? I do think that's the case. And if Washington's gonna you know try to make some noise, they kind of slumped a little bit. They want to make some noise in that Eastern Conference. They're going to need him to kind of get back into the fray of things. So uh, that club goes wherever number eight goes. So, you know, if you have a ticket on him, he's definitely one of those guys that I think, you know, he's definitely going to be a finalist in my eyes for the Hart Trophy. But if he can, you know, get that team kind of back in gear and, and get back to the scoring streak he was on at the beginning of the season, he might end up winning that Hart Trophy. You know, talking about futures, what team do you think has the most value to maybe sprinkle a flyer on going forward to win the uh, Stanley Cup? Uh, I mentioned the Minnesota Wild. I think that's going to be probably your best bet of value in the West. Looking at the East, uh, you could probably get some good value. And oddly enough, if you look at a team like the Pittsburgh Penguins, this team they just you know they get older every year. You think, okay, maybe this is the time where we finally see Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin fall off. And you know, they're guys that often end up getting hurt during the regular season, but they have so much depth. Those third and fourth line guys really step up when they end up being out of the lineup. And Tristan Jari, you know, they don't really have a comeback player of, of the year award in the NHL, but I would I have to give it to him. This is a guy who, you know, they're trying to run him out of Pittsburgh last year with that the horrible playoff series he had, which is not one of the better, you know, goaltenders in the league. All of a sudden, he's now, you know, one of those guys possibly mentioned even to be in the Vezina Trophy uh, finalist. He's definitely really made some big strides in that Pittsburgh team, just four points behind the Carolina Hurricanes in that Metropolitan Division. Pittsburgh might actually be able to make one more deep run uh, to a cup before it's all over with with, the, with that core of Malkin and Crosby. So there's no blues? Is there a blues that I can find uh, w- with a big hefty number here that could just get in and make a run? 
I mean, it's, it's possible. Like I said, you know, it, the teams that I have circled in the West, other than Minnesota, like I said, the Pacific Division, I think, is what's going to be the, the kind of the, the noisiest. Uh, so looking maybe like a, a Anaheim or, or L.A., you can get a good value number, but I just don't think that they have enough to make it deep into the postseason. So, you know, you, you'll have a, a, a good ticket in hand, and maybe you can, you know, kind of manipulate and hedge it a little bit. But I really think that the teams we're seeing at the top right now, the Colorados, the Minnesotas, the Carolinas, the Floridas, they're the ones that are going to be really there in the mix at the end of it. Alex, quick follow-up on my prop bet question from earlier about the first period that you gave us. Is there a way to approach the second or third period overs the same way, um, or is it a completely different approach to you? No, you. I mean, you can, and, and it depends on what books you have. Obviously, some books you can bet the first, second, third periods, uh, you know, pregame. Uh, there's some where you can bet the first period, but then you have to bet the second period live, which is what I prefer to do, honestly, because you're going to be seeing some exorbitant numbers for those second and third period totals. You, just, you tend to see more goals scored in the later periods than you do in, in the first. So you have to kind of if, – if my suggestion would be to find a book that offers it live, you watch the first period, see how the tempo goes, because there's a lot of times where you see a one nothing first period, but the game should have really been tied at two after 20 minutes. And so now all of a sudden, all right, you, you can kind of use that adjust it to your advantage and, and pick on a, a, a decent number for that second period over, because uh, it's usually always set at one and a half goals. So that's the way I, I kind of approach that, rather than trying to lay $2 or 250 uh, pregame with a second or third period total. Alex B. Smith is his name on Twitter at AX Smith Sports. Find his work against the number. Also, BetUS TV, and he co hosts The Ice Guys. Uh, Alex, always appreciate your time. We're going to be bugging you uh, on a more regular basis now that we're into uh, hockey season when everybody's paying attention now that football's over. Wonderful. Sounds good, guys. Thanks for having me on. Uh, good stuff there from Alex. He's a diehard White Sox fan, so he's hoping that maybe they can end this. And. He can get a second baseman. We'll talk about when that's actually going to happen next. Joe Ostrowski, Cody Decker. This is BetQL Daily on the BetQL Network.